I actually um, read, I remember reading a tweet that said, I think one of her tweets that said her scenes, her some of her scenes got cut. Oh, and I'm like, oh my release God. the Carla cut. Release Literally, the, cl- release cut. the Carla cut. Get that trending. I'm starting a trend. Hashtag release the Carla <laughs> cut. Start it right now. Hello, everybody. Um, welcome back. My name is Nia, and this is Not a Zing Adult, a podcast where I, an emotionally stunted 22-year-old, talk to my guests about the appeal of YA books, movies, and TV shows. This week, my guest is my best friend and returning guest, Bethany Deltuin. She's great and a really talented film writer. Bethany, would you like to introduce yourself once again? Hi again. Yeah, my name's Bethany. I'm a creative writing major. Um, And a fun fact about me is that last year I managed to log 255 films. How did you log 255 films on Letterboxd? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I watched a lot of movies. I know that. There are only 365 days in a year. Yeah, there are. And I don't know how that happened. I mean, I know I watched multiple movies probably a day, but which is deranged. Normal people don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, I logged that many somehow. Okay, but which was the best and which was the worst? Best, obviously everyone knows, or at least everyone that's listened to the episode I was on last time. But I'm a cheerleader, obviously, is the best. There were a bunch of pretty good ones in there, though. As for worst, that is an interesting question. Hmm. I think off the top of my head, what is that? Nothing's coming to mind. Like, I don't, I don't want to say that I watch bad movies. I don't watch bad movies, but (laughs) I try to steer clear of them. I will say there was this Hallmark movie my mom made my entire family sit down and watch towards the end of the year. And it wasn't, I don't want to say it was entirely bad, but you know, it was a Hallmark movie. Hallmark movies will do what Hallmark movies do. They do their job and that's fine. Exactly. Moving on to the topic of this episode. This week, we're talking about shows that have swept the internet, becoming a hit with all sorts of people over the past few months. And you can't talk about hit shows without talking about Yellow Jackets. For the uninitiated, Yellow Jackets is a show about what happens to a girls' soccer team in 1996 when they get stranded in the woods after their plane crashes, and how, because of that, they are still severely fucked up 25 years later in 2021. Bethany, am I, am I missing anything? I think you've covered about everything. It's a pretty solid introduction to the show, Yeah. I was just reading this article where the author um, was like, Yellow Jackets is basically like a prestige Pretty Little Liars because it kind of uses the same teen drama tropes. But, you know, yeah. with like, kind of like, it, it is filmed and created and like plotted like, you know, a prestige show on like, it's a Showtime show. And, you know, Showtime yeah. shows are kind of, they're, they're not ABC shows. They're not CW shows. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're Showtime shows. You gotta pay to watch them on Showtime, not on Netflix or anything. It's really interesting because the way they went about um, releasing the show at first was pretty cool because I know that they released the first episode for free a week early, which was interesting. Yeah, did they do it on YouTube too? Yeah, I think so, which was honestly not bad. 
But also, please stop making me pay for multiple streaming services to watch these amazing shows. I noticed that a lot of like prestigious services have been doing recently where like they'll release like the first episode onto YouTube for free. And then a lot of people will jump onto it because it's YouTube and because yeah. everyone watches YouTube. And then after that, they're like, well, I gotta pay for Showtime now. <laughs> I do think it's a good strategy, though, because I don't know. Well, technically, the way that I found out about Yellow Jackets is interesting, but I don't know if I would have found out about it any other way. Because I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. But this is one of the exceptions. I love this show. What made you start watching Yellow Jackets? <laughs> funny you ask that um yeah the lead one of the leads in the show Melanie Linsky um I love her work I've I haven't I was kind of following like what she's been in uh this past year but I didn't it really culminated now like I'm starting to watch all of her stuff now she's a really amazing actress she plays uh Shauna in the show and I love what she does with Shauna She's so insane, and she's so great. But yeah, I in the last year, I've been I've seen stuff she's been in either intentionally or unintentionally, and it's been an interesting journey because it I haven't really been paying attention to the fact that I've just been watching a lot of Melanie Linsky content, and I love that for myself. And I'm like, okay, love this journey for me, whether I meant to go on it or not. She's such an amazing actress, and I think one of the cool things about Yellow Jackets is, like, they took, like, all of these actresses that were, like, famous for playing teenagers, like, in the 90s, like, Melanie, Melanie yes. Linsky and Juliette Lewis and Christina Ricci. I hope I'm pronouncing the names right. I think those other ones that I, Yeah, and, uh, yeah, they're all, like, relatively famous in the 90s, and since they were playing teenagers in the 90s, they're playing adults now, and it's just... Really yeah. fun. Also, the casting is kind of like the out of this world. Blows my mind every time I see like comparison pictures. I'm like, how did they get a cast this good? Not only in appearances, but also like acting. All of them are like phenomenal actors. Like the actresses for Ty- the character Taisa, like Jasmine Savoy Brown and Tawny Cypress, like yeah, they, their man- like their mannerisms are so similar. I'm like, yeah. are you sure that there's no cloning happening here? Right? Are you sure you guys aren't related somehow? Like, what? It's crazy. So for right now in G Yellow Jackets, everyone, um, this episode will be coming out probably a few <laughs> weeks after the season finale of Yellow Jackets. Yeah. But we're going to keep this as spoiler light as possible because we are recording this early because I do not rec- I do not edit within a reasonable amount of time. Um, also because I'm not caught up yet. Um, I'm watching with my partner right now and I'm only about halfway into the show. But I still feel like I could talk about it relatively because it's there's so much in every episode. So much happens so- in each one. And it's like. How much more are you going to pack into this? How much more are you going to heap onto these characters? And it's crazy to me because it's just like it was recently renewed for a season two, yeah. and then with that, and then like when they announced that, it I think it also came out that it was like the creators had planned for five seasons of Yellow Jackets. <laughs> I'm like, okay, how? First of all, I would love to see five seasons of these yeah. girls just killing and eating each other. But also, like, how are you going to sustain five seasons? Yeah, it's always a question to me how you sustain, like, tension and drama and stakes with this kind of scenario. Because it's basically cannibalism that we're seeing here. I mean... Well, so far, as 
episodes of Airs, we haven't officially they haven't, they haven't crossed the line into cannibalism yet. Like there's a flash forward. There's yeah. not like a flash forward slash flashback cannibalism <laughs> in the first episode. But like they're like mm-hmm. oh they're only just starting to get into their cannibalism era Ooh. that I've watched. Very maybe they get into it in the season finale. Maybe, maybe this I maybe like... this episode will be outdated in three days when, <laughs> when um that airs. And not everyone knows the exact date this was recorded. Exactly. We're in the calm before the storm right now, if it does happen. And that's yeah. fine. I mean, so like about Yellow Jackets, I know you started watching for um, Melanie Linsky, but mm-hmm. like a love for an actress can only sustain so much. I mean, <laughs> what do you like about that show other than Melanie Linsky? I love how much they can heap onto the characters. Like I said earlier, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of trauma here like there's a lot that they've gone through even though we haven't necessarily seen it yet and it's very telling by the way that they act in the present um and I find it really interesting how they display the dynamics both in the past and in the present I like the dynamic between um Misty and uh (laughs) I'm blinking on the other character's name this is insane is it Nat yeah Nat Natalie I love their dynamic in the present. It's very funny to me. Misty's such a fascinating character to me. I don't know if I hate her. I think I respect her. No, respect's the wrong word. But, like, I'm so intrigued by her as a character. I kind of love Misty. Like, I don't (laughs) love that she's, like, morally bad. But, I I feel like I love her earnest energy and how she really wants to be liked so bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to say it's understandable, but I do, I don't want to say it's relatable, but I do kind of understand the feeling, if that makes any sense at all. She's a very sympathetic, horrible person, yeah. even though I definitely would not make any of the choices that she <laughs> makes. Yeah, it's a weird duality. I also really love the dynamic between um, Shauna and Jackie. D- dynamic who knows what it is it's we so codependent girl best friends um, literally like you're obsessed with her so you have sex with her um, boyfriend <laughs> dynamic like that's totally normal it's normal and it's fantastic <laughs> yeah my my partner and i are only up to episode five but we saw we've managed to see light spoilers as we said earlier we've seen the parts where like um jackie in the past has shown up to present shauna in like glimpses and it it freaks me out i'm like oh my god what we need to unpack everything between you two it's that codependent girl best friendism like yeah some yeah it's it's kind of gay but it's also like you won't say that you're gay <laughs> we won't say it explicitly but it's definitely there gay it's people you will know what i'm talking about exactly and that's all you need really also there are like literal gay people um thais and van I yeah. love them. They're, They're so, so great. Cute. Also, like I think Taisa and her wife in yes. the um, twenty twenty one timeline are really great. I hope that nothing bad happens to them. God, yeah. Even though, like, this is a very sad show about yeah. people dying and trauma. So, yeah. I mean, like, I know, don't. Care. I don't care about the likelihood of it. Hap- anything bad happening to them? I don't. Want it to happen at all don't touch them like why can't they just be happy they have a son i mean why can't like Taisa just you know maybe maybe quit being in politics and then just like have exactly. a nice little life and with her wife and son why can't 
But you know what? That doesn't make for interesting TV. Interesting TV <laughs> is <point>. cannibalism. <laughs> I feel like I should say that I am not pro-cannibalism. I just keep making jokes about <laughs> Bethany, are you pro-cannibalism? <laughs> no, I would like to state it here officially in Niapod. I do not support cannibalism. <laughs> the official stance of this podcast is that cannibalism is wrong and that you shouldn't <laughs> do it. Funnily enough, it, I'm, it, like, I was watching mm. Yellow Jackets and like in 10th grade, we read Lord of the Flies and like as yeah. a and like as like a pre-project our English teacher made us do, we were like, mm-hmm. we like broke into groups and he was like, okay, if every everyone like so so pretend that you're on a deserted island or in the wilderness with everyone you with everyone at your table make up a list of rules for your society that you create and like literally on every like list and like the top five was like no cannibalism and then (laughs) and then and then after we finished the little list as our little project he, he he asked so like do you think that you guys would descend into like violence and cannibalism while you're on a desert island and i was like no we love each other we're fine no never and then he was like okay so in that case why did you feel the need you had to write no cannibalism on your (laughs) list of rules if it was so (laughs) obvious that you would not descend into cannibalism (laughs) just 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 in case just a precaution i mean i understand it you have to be clear I was like, damn, maybe you have a point there. Maybe teenagers <laughs> are cannibalistic sometimes. Maybe, maybe teenagers do think too much about cannibalism. And that's why I think Yellow Jackets is realistic. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, it's in us. Like, the point of Yellow Jackets is that, like, you don't really know if there is, like, a supernatural element to it. Mm-hmm. Or the girls are all just, like, so, like, hungry and yeah. um, starving and desperate that, like, you know their minds kind of leave them and they just do whatever they want to survive like you don't know because this yeah. show never really advertises itself as a supernatural show or a cycle or like you know a psychological oh we're, go- we're losing our minds show it's a show about people surviving in the wilderness i think it's interesting that it toes that line of whether or not it's supernatural because um i know that it's gotten comparisons to shows like I haven't seen The Wild, so I don't know if there's any supernatural uh, elements. There is no supernatural in The okay. Wild. Although there is, like, this, like, cons- so spoilers for The Wild, but not really mm-hmm. because, like, they reveal it in, like, the first episode. <laughs> but, like, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And this, the Wild is just, like, the girls aren't on the, aren't on the island for mm-hmm. no reason. It's, like, they were sent there deliberately for yeah. a social experiment to see. Oh, my God. Could, you know, kind mm-hmm. like the want is for them to help each other and like create a perfect matriarchal society but girls will be girls and girls will be fighting that's an interesting premise i might watch that show actually um but yeah i know it's gotten comparisons to that show and also lost which i've watched a little bit of and that definitely like crosses that line of supernatural there i never finished the show but i know it goes bad shit with like logic at some points and it's like okay i guess we're going there so yeah i find it interesting that yellow jackets doesn't do that i think it's a good thing because sometimes if you cross that line i feel like you lose like um the suspense behind like uh cannibalism because that is realistic like that could happen people do that but when you cross the line of like supernatural stuff like a bunch of shit starts happening there's demons who knows i feel like you lose like the humanity behind 
what makes it dangerous, like, of the premise of the show. That is a really good point. And, like, you know, on the topic of, like, thinking about um, what happens in the show and mm-hmm. whether it's supernatural or not, like, Yellow Jack is one of the reasons that it has, you know, kind of bec- become such a buzzy show is like people love theorizing about it and seeing what happens do you have any particular yellow jackets theories regarding you know who is the little deer figure or whatever oh my gosh i okay i haven't formulated like clear theories yet i haven't read any either which i've been meaning to do but because i'm not caught up on the show i'm like nervous to like look at anything but in terms of like the deer and like the victim that fell into the pit in the first episode. I don't know if I've like landed on someone like clearly, but I do. My mind goes immediately to Thaisa. All of the like animal imagery that's been happening to her in the present day. I'm like, this, this could be something, but also is it too obvious? And also as for the victim, at first I was like, maybe it's Lottie. But as um, I've continued watching, I'm like, I feel like Lottie poses more of a threat than I realize. I know that you like Lottie. Lottie so is like... my girl. <laughs> she is my girl. Like, I so you know, started watching for Melanie Linsky. I started mm-hmm. watching for Courtney Eaton, who plays Sorry, Lottie. Yeah. I'm a Lottie stand first and foremost. So like, true. she can do whatever she wants. Everyone, please go stream um, Chateau by Angus and Julia Stone. She is the star of the music video. The bully from Stranger Things is also in it, but like, watch it for her. This is just <laughs> my little plug. Yeah. Courtney Eaton, if you're out there, thank you for um, being a great actress and, you know, being my link into this show. So true. See, we all have that actress where we're like, we're rooting for you. No matter what you do, we've all watched things for everything. Th- we've all watched things for people exactly. we think are cool. Exactly. And Melanie Linsky and Courtney Eaton are definitely on those lists. Speaking of watching things for people we think are cool and shows that um, are popular on the internet, bouncing to the complete other side of the spectrum, um, (laughs) another show that became popular around the same, uh, in these past few months is The Sex Lives of College Girls, which for better or worse, we both watched. Yeah. And Bethany, what are your thoughts on The Sex Lives of College Girls, you know, as a college student currently? Hmm. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say first and foremost, I don't think it's a good show. I've seen a lot of talk from other people. I don't know. I I haven't seen reasoning as to why people think it's a good show. I've just seen people say it's a good show. I don't agree. I don't know if we watch the same show, but I don't think it's a good show. I mean, it has its moments, but I'm like, is it worth? I don't know. But I don't, I don't think it's the good show that everyone's been hyping it up to be but I do think it has its moments <laughs> and like what do you what do you or don't you like about it hmm I don't know something about the way that the storylines for each of the girls had been carried out in this first season I mean who knows maybe things will change I don't know if they've gotten renewed I think they did they, they did get okay. renewed they're, I think they're pretty even I feel like yeah. it was like one of HBO Max's top shows so there's no way that they yeah, didn't get renewed yeah obviously but yeah, I don't know, obviously, if the storylines will change as more seasons come out. But what they did with them in the first season, I feel, didn't exactly resonate with me. I mean, obviously, experiences in colleges are all different. Uh, everyone's obviously going to have a different story. But I don't know, something about 
the way that they set up their stories and like they had potential i feel like they missed the mark with me i don't know like um who am i thinking of Leighton, for example, I feel like her narrative was really interesting. Yeah, Leighton's like the big fan favorite of all yeah. of the girls. <laughs> Which, like, okay, interesting from the get-go. Um, I thought that her narrative was really interesting because obviously coming out narratives are, as someone who's queer, I've always found coming out stories interesting to see and how they've been portrayed in mainstream media. I feel like the way that they carried it out with her, I don't know, something was off to me. Everything with Alicia felt weird, how it ended with her. I think, I feel like they framed Alicia as, like, bad, which, like, I can understand it to an extent, but I also think that, like, you can understand it on both sides. I think, like, I have a lot of, I just, like, as an Asian person and as someone who's queer, I have a lot of empathy. I feel like it was natural for me to empathize more with Alicia than with Leighton, even though like Blaine's coming out story is something I also do empathize with. I feel, I feel like it, I think that it really had like a lot of potential to be really great, but it, it started so quickly and then it ended so quickly. And then like there, this this moment in the last episode where like Leighton was looking through a dating app and Alicia's Alicia had a profile that was literally like no closeted girls. No closeted girls. I'm like, okay. See that, that moment. That feels think, a little bit extreme. Like that yeah. that didn't feel like the Alicia that I had known through so the last targeted. nine episodes. Yeah. Oh, it, felt, it felt not only so targeted at Leighton, it felt very out of character. Cause I feel like as um Alicia what does she run? She runs the the, the women's center. Yeah, the women's, the women's center. center. I feel like as someone who runs that place, I feel like she would have understood Leighton. And, yeah. like, her need to not want to come out. And and I feel like it was so out of left field what they did with her. Yeah. I will say I don't hate Alicia. I love her. But that... Yeah, <laughs> she's great. Like, I don't know if it was, like, a specific character choice or, like, a writing mm-hmm. choice. Because sometimes, like, you know, characters make choices that the writer obviously doesn't agree with. Or the writers, like, make choices for the characters. And it's very much the writers. But for me... Um, I don't know. I just, I think that the, I don't think the problem for Leighton and Alicia's relationship was necessarily the closeted part. I think yeah. Leighton, like one of her big character flaws, like even going into the um, season, even to the season finale that never, that didn't get solved and will probably be a long running arc because how she kind of was like, how she kind of looked down on other people for yeah. just like appearing as queer and like, you know, not necessarily aligning with um what she thinks you know uh someone who is respectable would be which is just like yeah that is a struggle that is like a bias that a lot of people go through but um the way it was framed in the show I don't know it was just I felt it was very weird how they approached yeah I feel like they went at it from the wrong direction and it could have been handled better but also this happens with coming out stories so much I feel like People in media, I feel like it hasn't been handled right. I don't know if I've necessarily seen a good coming out story in general. So I'm like, was this predictable? Maybe, especially from a show like this. I don't know. But like, it's like, okay, well, I guess this is the story you guys are going to tell and I'm watching it. So maybe I'm 
the one I should be blaming. Like I feel, I mean, as a as a bi person, I mm-hmm. I hope that the LGBT community is like more understanding of like it can be hard to come out and like yeah. these various are various inter inter community issues. But I don't know. Maybe maybe my experiences are not universal. Maybe yeah. this, maybe the sex lives of college girls is universal. Maybe I'm the bad one. <laughs> maybe I'm the one that's maybe out. I'm the, maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. I something about that show, I just I don't know. There was something off to me about the show that I feel like I didn't understand that everyone else did. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess this is how it is. Yeah, I think like I, I watched all the Sex Lives of College Girls within, like, a weekend because I was bored at home during New Year's. <laughs> so that was me. And I mean, I think maybe one of the reasons that the Sex Lives of College Girls, like, appeals to so many people is, like, you know, it, we, a lot of people, we, a lot of people enjoy, like, the teen comedy-esque tropes, yeah. but are kind of sick of high school stories. So, like, the Sex Lives of College Girls, it's, like, the first, you know, big, buzzy yeah. college show and like because it's like new and interesting, it's like mm-hmm. automatically good, even if the sex side of the college girls has a lot of flaws. I'm not gonna say that it's like a bad show because there are like some really there are some yeah. characters and moments that I really did enjoy. But you know, it's just another YA show. Yeah. Them. Which is why I'm like, maybe I shouldn't set such high expectations. I will give the show that that it is one of the first kind of like um high school romance-esque but set in college I will say that factor definitely is a good part of that show but um yeah it's like the only college show that I like remember in like the past few years yeah or like ever is like Greek which is like this show from the 2000s on like ABC family about like sororities Mm -hmm. and fraternities like literally every other college storyline I remember is like oh these characters were originally in high school and now we're following them to college because they want to make money like the glee college storyline <laughs> i mean yeah. like so as a college student yourself i mean did you do you think the sex lives of college girls is like in any way an accurate representation of your experiences i wouldn't say it's accurate for me but also i've had a weird college experience all on my own um yeah pandemic obviously. yeah pandemic for starters but um I will say the friendships in this show were something um, that I have experienced. Like, being able to make friends in college is hard at the start because you're like, this is a new environment for me. I don't know how to navigate these places. But being able to find people like you, which in this show happens very easily, you can see the kind of people that they gravitate towards. Um, I found that interesting. Yeah, the friendships were really nice. Although, I, although like, as someone who, like, lived with, like, in a similar living situation as, like, the main group of college girls, like, I, I was watching and I was like, am I wrong? Am I, like, just bad at making friends? Or did I just, like, not become friends with my roommates? Like, I just graduated and, like, everyone I know... Mm-hmm was like I don't I barely talk to my freshman college roommates anymore um we could be strangers I'm like hmm. well I wonder what's gonna happen with the girls of the sex size of college girls now <laughs> yeah that would be interesting to see how they carried that out past college that would be fascinating I feel like college is like a very interesting place it is in that like you're gonna you're going to meet like so many new people but also like you're going to meet and you think that you're going to be best friends and then 
few years later, like, who are these people? I don't know any of them. Yeah. Who are you? Exactly. Also, like, as someone who just went through college and COVID, I just think it's so funny that, like, there's a throwaway line in one of the episodes about, like, one of the frat bros getting COVID. And I'm like, this did not look like a college that has suffered through COVID. Right. It really doesn't. Like, the way that they carried out everything about this show is, like, how am I supposed to believe this is set in a COVID era? I don't. <laughs> we we need to stop. I yeah. mean, if shows don't want to deal with COVID, just don't deal with it. Just, just pretend we lived in, just pretend that this is an alternate timeline where exactly. nothing bad has ever happened. The spectrum of YA media is like on one hand, like, I know, you know, I was going to say on one hand is Sex Lies of Call Girls, on one hand is Yellow Jackets, but halfway through, I was like, that's a lie. On one hand is Disney, and on the other hand is cannibalism, and like, <laughs> Sex Lies of College Girls is like somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very interesting spectrum, honestly. Yeah, I just think it's funny that um, just like the a lot of these show like a lot of these shows have like are very focused on like you know women and the relationships between women and like depending on the genre of the show and what the writers are trying to achieve, it's shown in like these very completely different ways. And like one thing that I've always found is interesting is that like these shows that revolve around women, like the the ones that I find that explore women the best have always been like women in the absence of men. Yeah. As in, as in like the men of, you know, like yellow jackets, like there's like three guys out there yeah. and then like one of them is a child and the other is a gay coach. And so it's all <laughs> focused on um, the girls and their whole drama. And I'm like, yes, yeah. give me that. Like, Focus on that. This is the content that I signed up for. This is the content I'm paying Showtime a subscription for. So show yeah. it to me. And it's good. Whenever you're, like, you're trying to sell me a show about women and their friendships, but there is the unfortunate thing of men involved, I'm like, you know, this could have had more women in it. Yeah. Like the sex life of you like, the strong point of the show was the friendship for me. And whenever like yeah. they were keeping secrets from each other or like dealing with men instead, I'm like... Like, yes, I know this is what college is about, but where is a friendship? Exactly. Like, can we focus on that more? Like, mm-hmm. if we're going to talk relationships, focus on the friendships as equally as the romance. Yeah. At least they are friends. Because yeah. I know that, like, I know that, like, in, like, some female-focused shows, like, if the the writers can be really bad and um, <laughs> just completely mess up the mess up the friendships, like, I've never seen Sex and the City but yeah. from what I've heard on the internet, like, despite the show being all about their friendship, like, those women are terrible to each other. Like, they're oh constantly slut-shaming one another. Oh, my and God. It's, like, it's called Sex in the City, and you're going to shame your friend from having, for having sex. Like, get some like, meta-awareness. Break the fourth wall, my dude. <laughs> Break the fourth fucking wall. Literally. That's crazy. Honestly, until now, I didn't know anything about that show. But that is insane to me. My mom got an HBO Max subscription just to watch the <laughs> Sex and the City um, reboot, the reboot, and yeah. I heard it sucks, so oh, I don't know what is going to happen to our HBO Max subscription now. I don't know whether she's going to keep it. <laughs> I hope she keeps it, because I I will, like, leech off of her. There is some good content on HBO Max. Like, not to plug real quick, I really love the show Hacks. It's a good show. Um, would highly recommend it. 
but yeah. Yeah, I heard I heard Hacks is good. Um, if you're into YA stuff, the the movie Unpregnant, starring Haley Lou Richardson oh, yeah. and Barbie Ferreira, is it's really cute. Um, Nancy Drew is a CW show, but it is streaming on HBO Max. <laughs> and legally, I have to advertise Nancy Drew every you have week, to. every yeah. episode, or else the writers will kill me. <laughs> HBO Max is. It's certainly a streaming service. It certainly is. They've got, it's a whole spectrum of both good and bad shows. And it's like, all right. And a really terrible, terrible UI. (laughs) I have not experienced it firsthand, but I have heard many experiences that sound like that. And I'm, HBO Max, you got to get on that. Fix that. Yeah. I mean, apparently it crashed when um, Euphoria was dropped last week. And a few weeks ago, I was trying to watch Succession, and it wouldn't let me watch Succession. And I'm oh, like, no. dude, why won't you let me, like, engage in the culture? Why won't you let me be smart? <laughs> I think the entire world is, um, hates me and wants me to, like, not watch shows, but <laughs> I, I am going to anyways. That's fine. Literally let Mia watch shows. Do you have any show recommendations for me other than Yellow Jackets? Ooh, I mean, I said hacks already. What else have I been watching? Oh, obviously the main one. You have to watch Shira. I'm currently watching that and I love it. I watched the first episode of Shira and then it stopped. I don't know why I stopped. <laughs> that that's basically what happened with me when I first watched it like forever ago. I remember watching the first season and then just not continuing to watch it for some reason. But it's really good. I'm on the fourth season and I heard this is when it gets like really good like really really good obviously everything I've watched thus far has kept me engaged in it enough and I love it like genuinely but I hear that it's they're really ramping it up and I'm excited to see what I see but yeah I highly recommend that show but um, they pitch me Shira why should I watch Shira <laughs> you should watch Shira because it's gays in space and a bunch of pretty women with lovely character designs it's very colorful it's very fun it also one of the main storylines is like challenging the narrative of like the chosen one and like what that does to a character or a person. Oh, it's we love so a chosen fun. one subversion. Hell yeah. And it's also got my favorite character of all time currently, Katra. She is so fucked up and insane and unhinged and I love her. I would she has never done anything wrong in her entire life. And I will stand by that statement. I will die on that hill. <laughs> I just think it's funny how they call the cat girl Catra. It's so funny. They are really literal with the names. And I feel like it's mostly because of the original show that it's based off of. Because it's technically a reboot. But um, there are names like Netasa. She literally tosses nets. Um, It's like, yeah, there you go. (laughs) She tosses nets? (laughs) She tosses nets, yes. It's her whole thing, and I love it. She has a wife. I'm currently blanking on her name. I'm so sorry to all the Shira fans out there. But she is also she also has a very literal name, if I remember correctly. There's Scorpia, who's also literally a scorpion. I love the names. Scorpia, um, a Scorpio. I don't know, actually. Maybe not. I know that Catra's a Scorpio, which is a, so funny to me. A cat, a cat girl, and a Scorpio literally like pick a struggle <laughs> that's not targeted at my partner who is also a cat girl and a scorpio you were you were also a scorpio like that's a tar- i that's- am a, yeah i am i don't know if i'm necessarily a cat girl i'm like cat girl adjacent i guess 
But yeah, I would highly recommend that show. Um, any other shows that I'm, I gotta think? It's really funny because I wasn't a shows person until like this year, and then I watched like a bunch, mostly from this year. Like I'll plug, or last year, it's 2022, crazy. Um, I will plug Kevin Can Fuck Himself, not for you, but for like the obvi- audience. That show is great. We both love that love show. Complicated women and um, mid scene for all of you pretentious film nerds out there. Kevin <laughs> can fuck himself. Yes, watch it. Stream it on another streaming service, AMC Plus. So many no more streaming services. <laughs> I don't want to advertise piracy because um, I want to be famous and get sponsors and make money, but. Um, I don't know, guys. Um, do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. But yeah, Shira. Um, yeah. I think that's probably it. I mean, I'll plug Hot and Catch Fire. I've been on you for that for like years. But I, I will watch it eventually. <laughs> I actually don't have an excuse game. not to watch it anymore. <laughs> actually, I do. I work in, I should not say my profession, but I am <laughs> computer-related, so Ooh. I keep watching computer show. Okay, that's fair. I will take that as an excuse. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm recording, I'm like, oh yeah, this is just a conversation <laughs> with friends. Oh no, this is actually being recorded. I probably <laughs> should not say stuff. Maybe I shouldn't dox myself. Maybe I shouldn't dox myself. Well, in the interest of stopping me from doxing myself or (laughs) Bethany, um, it's time to wind down and get to everybody's least favorite part of the podcast or my favorite. I don't know how everyone feels about it. Um, The lightning round. The lightning round is where I ask my guests a series of quick questions to see if they have any (laughs) fun opinions. You ready? I am ready. Okay. Number one. Um, which of the main four of the sex lives of college girls do you relate the most to? Ooh, probably Leighton, I'll say, and the whole coming out thing that we've talked about already. Um, number two, which Yellow Jackets girl do you relate the most to? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, God, I don't want a main character moment myself and say Shauna. I think you could. I think you should. I'll say it then. Shauna. Yeah. yeah. The whole girl best friend thing. It hits. Um, number three, Catra or Adora from She-Ra. Oh, love them both, but I gotta go with Catra, my main girl. Um, next question. Do you prefer books or movies? Oh, that's gutting. While I am getting back into my book era, I will stay movies for now. Movies are great. Yes, letterboxed influencer. <laughs> yes. Um, next question. If you had to assign yourself to a high school stereotype, like i.e. jock, nerd, etc., what would you be? Ooh. I don't know if film geek is like a stereotype, but I'll go with that. <laughs> Maybe it's just like theater kid adjacent. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like film kids are theater kid adjacent. That's a good point. I'm definitely not in the theater, but like, I'll take it. Theater kid adjacent. Um, and final question for casual hypothetically, if we were stuck in the wilderness together, so how long would you wait before eating me? Well, ideally, I would never eat you. <laughs> I don't want to eat my best friend. <laughs> how long? I'm pretty sure that's what Shauna said, too. That, oh, no. Well, don't manifest that for her. I don't know anything, but if she eats Jackie, I'm going to be so sad. 
So never. I'm accepting never. never. I, that's my I like answer. That. that was the right answer. It was a trick. And <laughs> I mean, well, that's all of my questions for today. Um, Bethany, do you have any last words for our audience? Any social media that you would like to promote? Oh, well, yeah. Um, you can follow me on most social media platforms under my name, Bethany Dotwin, straight up. Dotwin is spelled D-A-T-U-I-N in case you need it. Um, I'll plug my letterbox. My username is San Junipero because I'm so predictable. Um, and I'll plug this. Um, you guys should go stream. I'm gonna say the full title. I swear I will. I know the full title. A Touch of the Beat Get You Up on Your Feet, Get You Out and Into the Sun by Ali and AJ. It's such yeah. a good album, and I would highly recommend it. They deserve what the Jonas Brothers have, if I'm being honest. Exactly. Okay, well, um, that's all for today. Um, as a reminder, episodes drop every other Thursday, and please give this podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you're into that sort of thing. Until next time, I'm here reminding you that if you're lost in the woods and your friend is having creepy prophetic visions, maybe you should check up on her. Maybe. I don't know. That's just a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs>